Weekly Driver Podcast receives support from americantrucks.com, your late model Silverado, Sierra, Ram, and F-150 online aftermarket retailer, bringing you all of the hottest parts from accessories to lift kits, from wheels to tires and winches. americantrucks.com has the knowledge and know-how to make your wildest dreams come to reality. Visit americantrucks.com for your chance to win $17,760 in upgrades for your truck. Welcome to the Weekly Driver Podcast, episode number 27. My name is James Rea. I'm the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com and an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group. My co-host is Bruce Aldrich, a car aficionado and expert. And we have a special guest today, Karen Sailor. And for full disclosure, she's a neighbor of mine in East Sacramento. And for quite some time, I uh, drove around the neighborhood and every once in a while I'd see her special car. And so we want to talk to her today about her special car, which is a 1986 Chrysler LeBaron convertible with maroon exterior and a cream colored top. And it's about off the showroom floor, pristine. Welcome to our show. Karen, how are you doing? Thank you. Doing fine this morning. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the genesis and the history of your car and how you came, came to have it? And, and we understand you are selling it, so why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Oh, I'd love to. This car actually belonged to my mother. She drove it right up until the time that she couldn't drive anymore, which was just a couple years before she died. And uh, she discovered the car one time driving down Broadway. And she looked in the old window of the Chrysler uh, dealership, and here was this cute little car. So I guess she swung around, parked the car, went in, kind of looked at it, and then got right on home. And she told my dad, and I guess one thing led to another, and he went down, and he bought the car for her. Drove it right out the doors, brand new, right off the showroom floor. In Sacramento? In Sacramento. It was off of the Broadway, uh, near the old DMV down in that area. It was quite a long time ago. A, a dealership that no longer exists. Uh, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And, and, and the purchase price was, do you remember? I can't remember what the purchase price. I have all the original paperwork, like that's I've told great. you, from that's every great. windshield wiper. I have the original contract with my dad's signature. Uh, every time anything was done, we just put it in the file. And very little has been done to it. It's all original with under 50,000 miles. That's unbelievable. Um, so through the years, like all of us who have had families and, and history with cars, some people are car collectors, some people just have a car and they have it for a long time and they're not really mechanical. So um, uh, with that car, I also understand that your husband and you had uh, T-Birds. So you had a, a family that was interested in cars. Absolutely. He actually was a collector of 1962. That's the only year he wanted. Mm -hmm. And of course, T-Birds are like peanuts. You get one, and then before you know it, you get a second one. And uh, I think at one time we had maybe seven. Uh, that it, it, Two of them were really fully restored. And then he'd get one, and he'd maybe lose a little interest in it, and then somebody would come. But one time, a funny story is he was in Chicago, and I was driving. This was in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I was driving down a street I hadn't been down before and looking at the cute old homes there, the adobes, and the garage door was open to this little carriage garage, carriage house. Sure. And here's a 62 T-Bird. And it was an odd color. So, of course, I had to go take a look at it. And it turned out it belonged to a very elderly lady who had gone in the nursing home. Her family was liquidating everything. And so I asked, well, you know, what do you ask? Well, it's out to bid. And we have one bid. And I said, okay, let me make a bid. 
And so I just put my name, not thinking I was going to get it. And uh, sure enough, I got a call within a couple of days, and uh, I had won the bid. And I had very low-balled the bid because I didn't know what I was looking for, what kind of shape. You'd I never seen it. Really. I had never seen it. It wasn't. It was just in the. I mean, I don't know how she got it in the garage door. In fact, there was a couple little scrapes on it. I think she got close encounters to the garage doors. <laughs> you know. It. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, my husband called from Chicago, and I said, "I got a little surprise for you. New addition to the family." Of course, everything is very quiet. And I said, I bought you a T-Bird. And he was speechless. He says, well, how much and what? And I says, I don't know anything about it. It was in a garage. And I just went ahead and put a bid. So when you come home, and it was a very strange, kind of a lavender purple. I don't know what color you even called it. It wasn't original. Mm -hmm. And so when he came home, we went over. It just started right up. And we drove it right home. And he just putzed around with a little bit. And then we had somebody driving by. And one thing led to another, and he sold it. (laughs) So... They're like peanuts. You buy one car, and you just you need to get a second one. You can't just have one T-Bird. No. Why did he want the 62? I don't know why he liked the 62, other than he liked the rocket look. If you remember, the big 62s had the rocket-looking engines on the side. I think he would have settled for one of those three years that they made those. He just happened to like the 62s. Sure. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we had I had a cream-color convertible, and he had a black one that he restored from the frame down had a beautiful paint job, black one, and uh, when he went to it, he restored everything by exactly the way it should have been. I mean, he got the numbers off of this. Nothing was aftermarket. Nothing was except the original. Everything had to be original with him. Would would this Chrysler LeBaron that you have now, would would he be interested in restoring or keeping that, do you think? Oh, no, I don't think so. This was mom's car. This is just kind of a a lady's car. In fact, I I took it to a Chrysler show one time, just, you know, out in the park, and Mm -hmm. I heard one guy said, I bet that belongs to a lady. (laughs) And I walked up. I knew it, he said. It does look like a lady's car. It's, um, I don't know the exact color, but it certainly is like a candy apple red, original striping with the white leather inside and the original top, too, which is unheard of. Usually those tops have disintegrated a long time ago. Now, when I, when I drive around with a friend or my wife and you notice a car, uh, whether it's a, a Maserati with the big growl or a vintage car like yours, you can't help but notice it. And so we've been neighbors for a long time. We don't know each other long that time. well. But we, when I see you in the car, I think, oh, there, you know, there's Karen. And, God, and I wonder what other people say when you stop at the grocery store or the post office. What kind of comments have you gotten over the years? Well, I've parked at all different places because I do drive it. Yes. Uh, I, I don't drive it as much as probably I should, but I do drive it. It's always been garage. It's never been outside. But I'll park, uh, park like in a parking lot, and before I can get out of the car, somebody will be kind of startling. Somebody will be right behind me. Oh, what year is this, and can I look in it, and whatever. And it's just it's people just have not seen these little cars on the road, and it's all original, so it really does look very sharp. Yes, it does. You have uh, uh, children, and have they driven it? Or you have a son, I believe. I have a son. And, and he, has he done anything to it, or does he oh, drive it? Or he? D- no, I would not let my son do anything to that car. <laughs> but <enough>. he has <laughs> driven it in a pinch when he has needed a car, the family car. He gets ribbed. He's a police officer over in West Sacramento. Yes. He gets ribbed a lot because here is this big cop coming in with this sweet little red car. <laughs> yeah. And he has to say, oh, it's a family car, you know, right. making a 
excuses, but no, he does not drive it uh, at all. Do you get a smile on your face when you drive that thing? I love that car. Love putting the top down. Mm-hmm. Uh, love driving around, but the heat has been awfully bad in Sacramento, and I can't stand that 102 degree no. beating down on my head. So it's just become time. We're we're going to, of course, mention that if anybody was interested in the car, they can contact the weekly driver. Dot com and my email address is readily yes. available on that site. And um, in your reason for selling it, it's just time for you to sell it. That's right. And I have to admit, when my mother passed on, of course, the car was mine. It was a sen- It's still sentimental. I still picture her driving down, you know, the street in that car, or her and dad going to Carmel, maybe, or yes, something like sure. that. And it was a sentimental thing. I, I kind of thought maybe I'd save it for my grandson David, but I'm sure by the time he gets out of high school, he's not going to want that little car. Mm-hmm. Probably he'll he'll want well, something you, else. You should shake him a little bit and say, David, <laughs> you, yes, you do want this car. <laughs> well, right now. <laughs> He likes it, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? A few years down the road, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it reminded me of the the recent movie Lady Bird that was shot in Sacramento, yes. and there were scenes uh, with mother and daughter, and um, they didn't always have the best relationship, but there was you know some loving part to the mother and daughter. So, did you share? Good times with your mom in that car? Did you, oh, you, absolutely. Even after um, Dad had passed on, and of course my husband had passed on too, mm. I moved here uh, from Colorado, and I stayed right next door. And we would take her little car, and we would go down to Monterey and spend, or Carmel is really where she liked to go. Yes. We'd spend a couple days there and drive around, and or we'd go to the casino. We always took Mom's little car just to get it on the road. <laughs> yeah. D- did you realize that there's actually clubs for for this car? Well, I knew there was clubs for Chrysler. I didn't know anything, especially, I know, you know, T-Birds, they're kind of segregated. There's sure. the big birds, and then there's the yes. little birds. Uh, we weren't prejudiced. We liked the little birds, but the, the little bird company, they really wanted to just be little birds. They didn't want the big birds, but I had no idea there was a special club for these cars. Well, these cars are kind of special because they, at the time, they a lot of people attribute, they called these the K cars. Mm-hmm. The K platform that this this vehicle runs on, and they had the uh, Plymouth Reliant, the Dodge Aries, and then the Chrysler Baron, all essentially the same car. And uh, this one supposedly brought uh, Chrysler back out of their problems in the '80s. So it's very significant for Chrysler. And this car was designed for the uh, the last gas crunch they had in 1979, mm-hmm. and they needed to get smaller cars. The big V8s and just weren't cutting it mm-hmm. gas-wise, so they came up with this K. They call them K cars now. That's sort of the genre of the, the three from the Chrysler, uh, Dodge, and Plymouth. So it, it's kind of a unique car for, for that reason. Well, it, it's really a lovely little car. It only has a 10-gallon gas uh, tank, so fill up is real easy. You don't have to you put twenty. It's cheap, yeah, yeah very cheap <laughs> nowadays. Cheap. And it has a lot of get up and go because it is that fuel injected whatever turbo is yes. what it's called. Never knew, but I always thought my mother was going a little too fast when I was in the <laughs> passenger seat because that car would get up and move. If you step on it, it really would uh, jump out for you. Now you mentioned turbo. Do you know some of the other? Um that engine style and, and horsepower, do you want any, any of that? But you have all the documentation. I have all the documentation, but to tell you the truth, other than you know the turbo, which is written right on the car, yes. I don't know no, nothing about the engine. And it really, that wouldn't make any difference. Mom bought it because she thought it was cute. Right. Yeah, the, that, the turbo was the top dog. You got the big mm-hmm. boy there. <laughs> oh, I did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it is only four cylinders. Yes. Okay. Um, you mentioned driving it to Carmel. Uh, 
Did you ever go to Lake Tahoe in the mountains? Has the car ever had any difficulties oh, through the years? Oh, not at all. It, it, I mean, it can hold its own with anything. Um, I've been on the freeway, and we've been driving down the freeway, Mom and I, and we'd have the top down, and we'd have it full of furniture in the back because she and I had gone shopping, or we'd have full of rocks that we would just go to the nursery and have a set, you know a dozen sacks of rocks put in it. No, never any difficulty. I've not had a lot of big repairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that I had to do is I did replace the uh, air conditioner what do you call it the um, compressor compressor Mm -hmm. and I had to do that Uh, and that's the only major repair that I've had to do I think about the math of this car 1968 so it's 30 uh, almost 28 28 years old um, and it's got under 50,000 miles. So if you do the math on that, uh, being the simpleton I am, it, it was very rarely driven over the years. Right. It was a second car. Uh, yes. Dad mm-hmm. had his big car, and a lot of times if he would drive, of course, mm-hmm. he would take the big car. But this was Mom's go-about. Go, to, go about to the hairdresser. Go about to the store, you know, wherever she had to go. Didn't put many miles. Never drove out of town by herself. If they went anywhere, it was usually Carmel. Yes. And now and then they would take the little car. On the high, just to get it out on the road. That's what. Did she said. put the top down much? Oh yes, we always had the top down. It's fun, yeah. Sacramento, it's really nice weather. It is beautiful weather to have the top down. I remember years ago, uh, I was looking at a, a Rambler American to buy, uh, also in East Sacramento, and I, I knew the woman uh, from Sac State years ago, and and she bought it from the original owner, and I liked it. I didn't buy it, but there were some conditions to buying the car. The conditions were that the original owner was a woman who took the car to to bowling league on Sunday night, and she only drove it to her bowling league, and she had her bowling ball and her bowling shoes behind the passenger front seat. So whoever, whomever bought that car had to make the promise to keep that bowling bag and the bowling shoes behind the passenger seat. So that's a wild one. That's a wild one. So the woman who, the second owner, uh, promised to do that, and she did. And so she said she wanted someone to buy the car who would keep that promise to the original owner. So you've mentioned to me in other conversations that you would like someone to buy this car who understands its background and where it's from and the history and the is the fancy word provenance to the car. So could you explain what you mean by that a little bit? Well, yeah, uh, I don't have, I don't go bowling, so there, would, <laughs> no. there certainly wouldn't be any bowling ball or shoes or anything. Yes. But I would like to find somebody that would appreciate this car. Uh, everyone that I, I know people that are interested, but they don't have a garage for it. They don't want to yes. leave it outside. Sure. I, this is not a little car that's been abused. This car has been pampered. It's babied. Being everything original, the striping and the and the uh, uh, the vinyl top and everything, you can tell that it's it's been well taken care of. I'd like to find somebody that would do the same for the car as if it were me or my mother. Wow, that's that's a responsibility, but a good one, <laughs> a good good responsibility. So um, it, it almost sounds like when you say you you you're pricing the car high because you want those attributes, you want a person to take I care want, of it. Yes, but it's almost like a. I, I picture of a puppy, you know, you advertise it for $500 and, and the, the two little girls come out there and say, yeah, daddy, I want it. And it's a beautiful, loving family. And you give the puppy away for free <laughs> or yeah. you give the puppy away for 250 <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I wouldn't be giving the car away no, for free. But- that's for sure. But I know what you're saying. I, I really do want it taken care of. I don't want someone to take it and just drive it like it's just an old wreck of a car that they can just park anywhere and open the door and not worry about. A throwaway. Mixing. A yeah. throwaway or whatever you call them nowadays, whatever the kids call hoopties or whatever the kids yes, call sure. them nowadays. I would like somebody that would treat it with the kindness that it's always been 
treated with and it would enjoy it for many years. You, you mentioned earlier that you've done some research and you've looked at a few of these that are mm-hmm. available. I don't know how readily available they are. I don't know how many they made um, in that year, but um, you've looked and, and what have you seen from any that are as nice as yours to, to some that have been just um, abused over the years? Well, I haven't seen anybody as nice in the car that was as nice as the car that I have now. Yes. There are a few. Most of them are in the junkyards. They just haven't held up or they've been abused. Yeah. The ones that I've seen, uh, I can't tell by just looking at a picture, but they got high miles on it. Sure. Uh, they don't tell you a lot about the history. A lot of times they've been turned in, maybe as a trade-in. Mm-hmm. I know um, back uh, in Florida... They are still very well sought after because of the little convertible issue. I know that probably if I was in Florida, I would have people readily wanting to buy it because you could have the top down almost year round. We're here. yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't seen a whole bunch and certainly none that is in the condition of this one. How does the convertible top work? Oh, it's very easy. There are a couple of levers on the top of the windshield that you just pull forward. And then on the console, there are two wing windows, and they have their own electric power. And then you push the button Mm -hmm. up and down, and the top just goes up and down. Very easy. Uh, Convertibles are... uh, uh, notorious for, you know, tops are, you know, get worn out because yes. of sun damage. This actually has a glass window instead of an icing glass, so it won't turn yellow like a lot of the convertibles have yes. that plastic. This is all zippered in, and it's all glass. I've seen the car, yes. It's it's a very nice-looking vinyl top, and it's in very good shape. For Some, original everything. Yeah. Sometimes I've, we've had, we've test-driven new cars, and, and they're so automatic with the um, convertible top. You mm-hmm. push a button and you count. You know, maybe 12, 13, 14 seconds. So mm-hmm. have you ever... Oh, you mean timed it? Yeah, yeah. I haven't timed it. Mom and I used to put it down if it was a nice day, and she didn't mind if she got blown around a little bit. Great. Uh, we just, you know, uh, unfasten it yes. from the top and just make sure everything was done. Just hit it, and, and it down goes. it goes, and it's down. I didn't ever count how long it took. Yes. It just was very slick to operate. For, for its time, it was state-of-the-art. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes, absolutely. I wonder if there's any uh, Chrysler mechanics that can fix that thing now. <laughs> I don't know. I've never even taken it into the Chrysler for a part because I've never needed anything like that. Perfect. I mean, I've never had to replace anything that has... The only thing I did replace is I did replace the radio uh, with a little tape deck. Uh, couldn't talk my mother into a CD player. Mm-hmm. So we have a little tape deck, but that's the only alteration to the inside of the car. Did they have the CD in 86? I'm not sure. No, no, they didn't. I don't think they had the CDs. In, it was just a regular, you know, the factory radio, whatever sure. came in it. Yeah. And I just went in and we said, well... The radio was getting kind of, you know, there was no deck or anything, and we'd sure. like to go out. She liked to play her music. Couldn't talk her into a CD player, though. Mm-hmm. Now, through the years, you've mentioned that people, sometimes you said it's almost a little frightening when somebody walks up behind, behind you. you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you. Can you remember any uh, specific examples of people, maybe a young person, not knowing they made a car that looks like that? I mean, any, any outrageous stories or something that was out of the ordinary that you can recall that well, at the car. Comments? Well, yeah, at the car wash, I've had a couple little, you know, of the people that were wash, wiping it off and sure. everything. What, what year is this? And how old is? I've never seen a car that looks like this. And I said, well, that's because it's older than you are, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we when we were down at one of the auto shows, we met a, a, a nice man who had a '55 uh, Ford F one fifty pickup truck, and he always talked about. Um, the, the women who saw it, who were of his age wanted to know if he was single and, and the guys, the men wanted to drive it and the kids 
didn't know what it was. So um, anybody under 30 um, or maybe even under 40 had never probably never seen one. No, they they appreciate it, you yeah. know, and especially since it's so pristine and the you know the striping is still on it. And uh, I have spoke wheel covers and with white walls, uh, white walls. That's a, a thing that is you kind don't of see hard many of those to, anymore. No, no, it's kind of hard to get when you go in there and you say a white wall. I would have liked to have gotten the little thicker ones, Bruce. Um, the little wider white walls. Sure. You had to order, and they weren't. I don't think the tires were as good. Uh, we did get them on the T Birds a couple times. Uh, yes. I, my husband said, oh, you know, no, we're not going to do this anymore. So. I do find a little, I have white walls, and but the little spoke wheels, I've replaced those. And uh, when I, and it was kind of funny, I went to the tire place and the guy just kind of looked like, how am I supposed to get these <laughs> off? Oh, well, he, he figured it out anyway. Yes. But yeah, you just, uh, yeah, a lot of the younger people have just not seen a car. And they don't they, know what a hubcap is. No, no, that's right, because they don't have them on cars now. Yeah, that's absolutely. Right. And I know, I've know i known Bruce for many years, and um, we've talked about he inherited his father's car, uh, a Volkswagen Bug, and um, where he lives uh, up in the Lake Tahoe region, he has kind of a little museum to his father and, you know, honors his father when he drives nice. it. So when you when you drive you, you, the car that, you, that was your mom's, I'm assuming the answer is yes. You, you probably think of circumstances that you, times you spent with your mom. I do. And the funny thing is, too, mom had white hair like I do. Mm-hmm. And I look in the mirror sometimes and I can see my mom driving. Okay. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's great. Um, well, uh, thank you very much. We want to mention, I guess the final question is, if you want to share with us, um, you have the car for sale, and would you like to say um, the price of the car, what you're asking? And then, as I mentioned earlier, people can contact me uh, through the weeklydriver.com website, and I will um, pass along your information to Karen. She lives a few houses down from where I live in East Sacramento. So, Karen, the, the floor is yours. Well, thanks so much. <laughs> as I said, I'd like to find somebody that really would appreciate the car uh, for not only itself, but, you know, what it means to me, uh, though I'm not tied into, you know, restrictions on the car. Uh, I'm asking 5000 and I know that is top dollar, but I would entertain a real legitimate offer on the car. Um, I've had some people that have come and, oh, gosh, the Kelly Blue Book is only so much. And I said, I don't go. I go by NADA or I go by one of the other car shows. I said, this is not your you don't want this car i want a legitimate um if not a collector just someone that would appreciate the value of the car and and what it means to me and why not i mean and you should so we want to thank karen sailor for being our guest today on the weekly driver podcast don't forget to visit my website uh theweeklydriver.com i have a free newsletter where you can subscribe to the podcast and uh, we'll post um, information about Karen and, and the vehicle. And please contact me if you're interested. Thanks for joining us this week. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you Thank so you. much for having me. Okay, great. Sure. The Weekly Driver podcast gets support from AmericanMuscle.com, your late model Mustang and F-150 authority, bringing you the hottest products and top-notch customer service for over a decade. No one makes it easier to modify your ride. Visit AmericanMuscle.com today for your chance to win a 2018 Mustang RTR Spec 3.